Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration. Collaboration can inspire community, and communities create social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with filmmaker Kate McKenzie and writer, producer, and marathon man. Uh, can I say that? Martin Martin Parnell, he's here, uh, and Kate is here today on Face to Face to talk about uh, their new film, The Secret Marathon. It's also a book. It's also a website, thesecretmarathon.com. Check it out. There's a virtual screening coming up in the next uh, few days, actually. So look for that online, buy your tickets. It's a fundraiser. Uh, this is uh, w- what a great co- uh, time we had. What a great conversation we had. Uh, it, it was also a real, a real challenge to me, just on a, on, on a lot of levels, a physical level, but also on a metaphorical level, and uh, and just. Um, uh, from a leadership perspective as well, I mean, and just in just uh, living life, can you? Are you getting a sense for the film here? Uh, of course, it's a film about running, but it's about so much more than that. It's about sharing our stories, and it's uh, it really is a, a film and a story about uh, hope and resilience. And as Martin will tell you, he ran a few years ago 250 marathons in one year. Can you imagine 250 in one year? You know, that's uh, that might be a lifetime for many, and I'm probably not going to even get 25 in a lifetime. I've never run a marathon in my life, but apparently the way to work up to that is uh, four minutes of walking and one minute of running. We talk about inspiring moments and and how we're all uh, looking to be recognized and this idea of being three, free um, and, and the democracy of running. How interesting is that? This is about women. This is about gender equality. This is about equity. It's about diversity. It's about similarity through difference and, and persistence and patience. And it's a really wonderful, challenging, delightful uh, film to watch. It's, it's, it's about hope. So I really do hope you step in and not only listen to the interview, but and, and, and you'll see we all have a great time, but there is a, a virtual a screening coming up uh, for a couple of days at the end of January 2021 uh, with uh, a few special guests, I think, online for a Q&A as well. And of course, you can learn more about it at the Secret Marathon. 
davidpecklive.com. So check it out. Don't forget, uh, davidpecklive.com is now the best place to find out uh, pretty much everything about me. It's uh, consulting and where face-to-face is going to be living, a whole new redesigned website. So I hope you uh, enjoy that. It's really simple and I hope crisp and and it's probably going to have a few hiccups over the next little while. That's only if you found this interview through iTunes or Spotify or one of the usual suspects. And we'd really appreciate you signing up for the newsletter, but also even more importantly, uh, give us a thumbs up on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on iTunes or Acast, and please uh, leave us a review if you enjoy uh, what we're doing here, if you've enjoyed this interview. It's a challenge to get that kind of um, social media attention, but we'd appreciate it. And then share it with family and friends. Uh, Tweet about us. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. We have a very small Instagram following on face-to-face, but I have a decent Twitter following. So uh, stay tuned. Don't go away. Um, Coming right up, Kate McKenzie and Martin Parnell talking about their new film, their important new film, The Secret Marathon. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by two very special guests uh, here with us today. Uh, Sadly, once again, we're still not face to face thanks to this thing called COVID. Uh, One of these days we're going to get beyond this and we will be back in the same room. But digitally, it's making sense uh, right now to, to, uh, to, to, to create communities online. And how crazy is that? But we've got Martin Parnell and Kate McKenzie here uh, with us today to talk about their new film, The Secret Marathon. Thank you uh, to you both for, for, for joining us. Uh, here today on Face to Face. Great to be here. Yeah, our pleasure. So, you know, let's just, you know, step right in as we usually do on Face to Face. I'm not going to talk too much uh, out of the gate. I have uh, the, uh, uh, the gift of the gab, I guess my mother might say. Uh, but, but Kate, why don't you tell us a little bit about the project, sort of higher level, how you guys met. Uh, Martin, so many questions for you as well. But, but why don't you give us some context for, for our listeners and, and uh, then we'll, we'll get right into it. I've got so many questions. Oh, and by the way, before we even go any further, congratulations on the film, uh, on, on, on finishing the marathon. Um, uh, and Martin, congratulations to you on so many uh, levels, I suppose, for all the marathons you've finished over the years. Uh, yeah, no, seriously, it's a huge accomplishment. Love the film. So important. Uh, but, but again, congrats. Thanks. So Kate, tell us, give us a bit of context. Yeah, absolutely. So The Secret Marathon is a film about the first woman to run a marathon in Afghanistan. And, you know, this has been a project that both myself and Martin have been involved with since 2016. So it's really been a little bit of a marathon to bring it all the way to this point. You know, I never could have imagined how big this project was going to be. Mm. And, you know, having worked on it since 2016 and worked on this film, you know, we're so excited now that we have the chance for everyone that's been a part of it, everyone that's supported it, everyone that's touched this film in some way, shape or form to be able to finally see it at our gala at the end of January. I mean, this is such an incredible opportunity because, you know, up until this point, you know, we've been showing it at festivals and that sort of thing. And this is the first time that, anyone anywhere in the world can finally see this film what's the what kate what's the response been uh, like so far you know what it's been incredible so we started screening the films at festivals in september 
of, uh, of 2019. And, you know, at each festival that we've gone to, we've had sold out uh, crowds. So we've sold out the theaters. And in so fact, good. you know, in Calgary, we sold out the theater and they said, well, let's open up another theater. We sold out that one as well. And, you know, we were honored to be able to be chosen for audience choice awards at multiple festivals as well. You know, receiving that at, at the Edmonton Film Festival in our home province of Alberta was pretty incredible. But also at Cinefest out in Ontario, you know, it's just been amazing to see that people are really connecting with this story. And mm. I think that's because it's a it's a story of hope and it's a story of resilience. And I think, you know, in this year of a pandemic, I think a lot of us can relate to that need for hope and that need for resilience in the face of challenge. And so this isn't just, you know, that story that's only feel good. It's also it shares a story of people that are overcoming huge amounts of difficulties in order to achieve really incredible things. It, it's so great. Um, Martin, tell me about how, how you and Kate met maybe and, and, and why did you choose running? Well, actually running, running chose me. Uh, okay. I, no, I had no interest in running. Well, um, okay. So Martin, you and I share that yeah, no, for I, sure. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So at the age of 47, I had a phone call from my brother, Peter, who challenged me to a marathon. Oh, okay. I didn't run, but of course you don't, you know, you don't turn down a, a challenge from a younger brother. That's so right. I just said yes. And then had to say, oh my gosh, what have I done? And I started running 1K and 2K and then I joined a running club. So, so running was not part of my life, as I say, until the age of 47. Wow. But, but then I, <clears throat> I started to find that I, I enjoyed it uh, from a physical, you know, doing something physical, mental. I, I began to, I think, get the benefits from it. And even though my brother didn't continue the, after the marathon, I, I continued and, and it just led from marathons to triathlons to ultra running. And so, so over the years, I've you know, done a lot of marathons, done a lot of fundraising for children's charities, including Right to Play. Um, and I did run 250 marathons in 2010. And uh, raised over three hundred thousand dollars for the charity. So I was hang on two hundred. That, that comes out in the film. That's two hundred. Just to be clear for the listeners, that's two hundred fifty marathons in one year, right? Yeah, five a week <laughs> for a year. <laughs> so yeah, was, running. It was a long year. Okay. And uh, so, so Martin, have you sought any kind of professional help for this? Uh, yeah, this well, this, my wife Sue. This pursuit. Of, yeah. Yeah. She. Uh, she kind of keeps an eye, but she hasn't cured me. So, <laughs> so I'm still going. But uh, what happened is, it was sort of incredible that in 2015 uh, i i suffered a massive clot on the brain mm. nothing related to the to the marathons david i gotta tell you right. okay, okay. Yep. But i had a massive clot on the brain and, and it changed my world around from doing yeah, all this running and stuff to suddenly needing help to get to the washroom or you know, just 20 feet away it was it was just um i just lost so much control and over the next few months i was slowly learning to walk and just get a little bit back you know back to normal but in October 2015, my wife, Sue, showed me an article from The Guardian, and it was about the very first marathon of Afghanistan and the story of Zanab, her story of right. training and the challenges she faced. And, and I said to Sue, if I get better, if I can run again, uh, I want to go to Afghanistan in 2016 and support the women and girls. And then just a few months later, I bumped into Kate, and maybe she could tell her, her story. <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, you know, I was a little bit of a fangirl, I have to admit, David. So I'd read Martin's book, right. uh, Running Issues, you know, all of these marathons. And I thought he was a pretty inspiring person. And I saw him in an event. And you know how you want to meet the people that inspire you, right? And so sure, of I am there. Felt a bit nervous though, right? Because I wasn't sure, you know, how's he going to respond? You know, sometimes it's the worst idea in the world to meet your heroes. Um, but I walked across the room to him and I'm so glad that I took those couple of steps of courage because we started chatting. Martin told me he was looking for a filmmaker and I said, oh, well, I just happened to be one. And, <laughs> right. Just know, happened to have my business card here, yeah, right here, here with me. Yeah, here you go, right? Yeah. We started chatting more and more and he told me, about this story of Zanab and it just stuck with me because mm. what he shared was about this young woman who just wanted to go for a run and to, for her to go for a run outside, you know, she couldn't do what I do every day, which is just, you know, lace up my shoes and go outside. You know, what for her, she was having people throwing rocks at her. They were calling her a prostitute. She was even receiving threats from terrorist organizations to her phone just for going for a run. And, you know, Martin was telling me about this. And then he said, you know, like for me, I'm sorry, but if someone was throwing rocks at me, that would probably mean I would choose a different sport. I probably wouldn't sure. keep running. Right. But for Zanab, she actually started training in an enclosed courtyard, you know, just outside of her house where no one could see her. And so she was running loops in a space about the size of the average Canadian's backyard, you know, right. so imagine like 42.2 kilometers worth of loops. And like, that image of this young woman just, you know, having the resilience to keep going, training over and over and over in these loops, just so that she could have the opportunity to participate in the marathon of Afghanistan. You know, it stuck with me. And Martin said, well, you know, I'm planning to go over and I, you know, I'm hoping to like capture some of this on my phone or on my GoPro. And do you think you could maybe like edit it together a bit for me? And I was just like, Oh my gosh, Martin, this is way too important of a story. This is amazing what's happening. And for mm -hmm. me, you know, as a filmmaker, as a storyteller, I feel like my role is to help share these kinds of stories, to help spread, spread these ideas where you see people that are doing really great things to change their, to change their community. And so I thought, well, you know, I said to Martin, what if I just came with you? What if I helped you capture this instead of trying to patch something together from your phone. And that's kind of where this whole adventure began. It really is a crazy adventure. I mean, I, 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 have been, uh, I mean, crazy good adventure, you know, I've been, I've been interviewing filmmakers for years and the, the commitment and the passion and the intention of being able to stick with it. I mean, the metaphors just abound, you know, and that the resilience of both of you to see this through as well, I think needs to be, you know, noted and applauded as well, because it's, it's so much work. And, and, I, and, and, and I want to ask Martin a quick question, Kate, but I'd love to come back to, I think I read somewhere that, you know, not only did the story have to shift significantly because of security issues and so on, but, but, you know, you just couldn't fundraise the way you might normally fundraise for a film. You couldn't produce the film. You couldn't promote it while you were in production because of some of those security issues. So I, I'd love, I'd love to hear more, more about that. Martin, you, you talked about, I think, baby steps when you were kind of recovering and, and getting back into, I maybe that's my language, baby steps, but step by step, I think was the line. And there's a great scene in the film where I think you're talking to a young woman and saying, oh, you know, maybe you don't want to do the marathon quite yet. 
but 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 and, uh, how about you do the what I don't know the 10k I I don't I don't know how how, yeah. how long a marathon is sorry I'm a bit ignorant there and 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 I go for long walks Martin is that okay well, David, let's talk. Let's talk about this, okay? So, first of all, you know, <laughs> is uh, forty-two point two kilometers. You know, okay, November, good. Yeah. So there you go. So there's your there's your target. And, Thank you. Um, absolutely. So you know, for any starter runner, uh, I, and you know, I do have my training uh, programs, David. If you'd like a copy, but you know, <laughs> right. there's a five. You know, there's a five k, a ten k, then there's the half marathon, and then the full marathon. And so you know, I always talk to people about, you know, let's start small. Let's start. Yes. Um, let's just, you know, let's start walking when you, you know, when you want to, uh, you know, whether you want to get off the couch or, or whatever, start with walking and then do a bit of a run. So do four and ones, four minute walking, one minute run. And so, yeah, that's what I was saying to Cooper, one of the uh, young women who wanted to, to run this, this marathon. She, she hadn't trained. And, and again, I wouldn't right. recommend you know, you try and run a marathon without training. But the reason she didn't train is um, a friend of hers had been killed in a terrorist bomb right. at her school. And so so that was a very difficult conversation. And, a, and, a, and I think where I was going with it, I think, was a comment that James made later in the film about just about shifting perceptions. Right. So you got to. So, oh, well, I walk every day. There's no way I could ever run a marathon. Right. Well, it's four minute walk. It's a one minute run. Uh, to your point, it's it's a it's a shift. It's a slow change. It's a it's it's the pebble in the pond. And either of you, I'm sure, could answer this and, and speak for a long time about it. But um how does that change happen? You know, Afghanistan has typically been seen as a, you know, a place you would never want to go as a tourist, I suppose. And yet you hear James talking about that, the, about rebuilding and, 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 and shifting people's perceptions. I think that's a wonderful thing. And that Kate, isn't that Kate, what you kind of got into filmmaking for? Absolutely. I mean, for me, the power of storytelling is to shift perceptions and to change how we see the world. Right. I think, you know, you can only change so many people's perspectives through a debate, but if you can right. inspire their imagination, if you can, you know, help to show a different perspective, I think that often does a lot more to move us in a positive direction. And, you know, for me, the filmmaking and the storytelling I do, I intentionally seek out places where we haven't always heard a positive story. And I think, you know, you're exactly right. Oftentimes, Afghanistan is known as being a place of war, terror, poverty, right? And certainly, there is some truth to that. I mean, you mentioned the challenges of even doing this film. It, you know, we were asked to keep all of the, you know, the film itself a secret. And so we started referring to it as the secret marathon. That's mm. where the title for the film came, was that, you know, the race directors asked us not to share you know, when the race was happening or to share any details about the film because they were concerned that if it was found out that there was a film being shot at the marathon, that that could increase the chances of it being a target. And so, of course, we respected that. But, you know, as a filmmaker, that's a huge challenge because normally you share that sure. story like with everyone, right? It's not like documentary films generally are, you know, making a whole bunch of money. So we rely on people, you know, providing funding. We rely on getting the word out as soon as possible about these kinds of projects in order to be able to get the funding needed to do it. And 
And in this case, we couldn't do that. We had to keep it a secret. And, you know, I think that that was a huge challenge. But that said, you know, I think this desire to show a different perspective, to show that Afghanistan truly is a beautiful place. And the people that are there are some of the most generous people I've met anywhere in the world. You know, I really believe that that idea really captured people's hearts and really captured their their desire to to be involved with us and to make a difference. And so, you know, we had individuals from all across Canada and all around the world that actually, you know, gave donations to help make this film be possible. And we received the initial seed money that we needed even to go over to Afghanistan from a Canadian company, Viz, who provided us with that seed money and said, we believe in what you're doing. We want to see it happen, and we're going to help you get over to Afghanistan to tell the story in the first place. And so I think there's something really powerful about choosing to tell a different kind of story and and not being afraid to share something that's maybe not the normal perspective that we've always heard. Well, it's so great, too, I think, for filmmakers that are out there, for uh, listening, for storytellers, for writers. I'd love to hear about about what you've you've been writing over the last little while, Martin. Uh, I think you've published at least three books, maybe more. But but it's just, it's a real uh, affirmation and, and an encouragement, it seems to me, to stick to it. I remember, I remember talking to a videographer several years ago and, and looking at a project, a documentary project, and just saying, yeah, I just don't have that kind of commitment. I just don't think I could, you know, I just don't think I could stay with something that long and, and, and see it through. So I love that. I love that metaphor of not only this film, but, but of the marathon itself. And Martin, you're, you're a, you're a a Ted talk guy. You're a, you're a a motivator clearly. Uh, Can you, can you talk a little bit about that, that, that marathon like metaphor that clearly you've uh, uh, I don't know, you've been living your life by for many, many years now. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a journey, and it's it's part of you know how I live. Uh, is the running is a metaphor for for so many things. I mean, even now with COVID, you know, we, you know, this isn't a marathon; it's an ultra marathon. This is a tough mm-hmm. goal, and it's it's not over, obviously, and it's going to be a while, even with the vaccine coming. But it is part of part of the marathon idea of sticking at it. It's you know, this isn't a sprint. It's not a hundred meter race and suddenly it's finished you need elements of 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 stickability of persistence of patience you know that that uh, you need need to 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 work on one thing i believe in is also breaking things down don't Mm. don't get totally overawed where it's just too big if i you know just thinking about going to afghanistan if i knew now what i know you know knew then gosh um you know (laughs) even even getting over there i mean getting the visas and everything it was a, a tough a tough go, David. And, mm-hmm. and this idea of breaking it down, when I run a marathon, I don't think of the 42.2 kilometers or the five hours. I think in 10 minute blocks. And I simply think right. of running nine minutes and walking one. And that's it. And then I'll do another 10 minutes. And I think that's kind of part of, of it. And I, I think it's worth sharing, whether it's, you know, making films, whatever, whatever walk of life you're in, a, a huge part of it is is sticking to it. It's, it's just having to grind through a lot of it and keep going. And I, that's that's definitely something I've used, as you mentioned, through the three books is a theme, you know, um, stick to it. But also, I think, learn, um, learn to share and learn to give back through it. And that's one thing running for me has done is at first it was just for me. It was it was a challenge and then it was right. kind of beat certain times, but it's moved on to giving back and and, you know, sharing with people, see how we can make a difference. 
I loved I love Martin how you talked uh, again uh, at one point. Uh, you know, I love this idea of of ten minute blocks. By the way, that that sounds like a title of a book. Uh, you know, uh, what is that? The four hour work week. You know, I know that's a totally different kind of a thing, but it's all about how to manage one's time and also the hurdles. Right. The, 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 you know, if, if, I mean, you could look at any kind of road movie, like the myth of Sisyphus, I suppose, you know, you're rolling the boulder up the hill and a marathon is like, I've never run one, but it's gotta be a lot like that. You know, that desire to want to quit has got to be fairly persistent, I would think until you've crossed a, a certain line. So, so I love that, but, but um, I'm just wondering how, how did, how did your perception of all of this shift like what have you learned after uh, I'm, I'm not going to ask you how old you are you can you can tell us if you want but you've been running for quite a while and 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 you've run quite a few marathons you've learned a ton over the years what what do you what do you take away from the uh, uh, the, the most recent viewing of the secret marathon well you know full transparency david i'm 65 okay let's not let's not beat around the bush here okay if i'm 65 um but having said that gosh over the years, I think what I've taken away is what I've gained from pushing through a number of things, whether it's a challenge through running or a physical challenge through the through the blood clot. But but working at that and being uh, positive, you know, mm. uh, being curious and being open to talk to to anyone who who wants to have a conversation about what's right. going on. This is a like there's no real answers. There's just Okay, what can we do together? And I think that's a huge part of where where I go. I had no interest in going to Afghanistan. There was, you know, it wasn't something that crossed crossed my mind. Um, I've traveled a fair bit through running and different things, but when I read about Zanab and and what she had to deal with, it triggered something in me that that then there was a reason for me to go to Afghanistan. And that's I think something I'm always looking for. What's the trigger? What what can I see and what can we see? that will make us interested to do something and particularly helping others. Again, such a difficult time right now. And we've just got to reach out to each other, have a conversation and, and how can we help? And that's kind of the road I'm on. Mm. I think if I could put that in there too, David, like I think sometimes people see where we're at now with the marathon and it looks like this beautiful finished package, right? And you think, oh, right. wow. Like, you know, and I think, you know, we live in this social media culture where we often only share things when they look pretty and they're all done and they're beautiful, right? And I think, you know, Martin for sure has this incredible internal drive with all of the things that he's done. But what he's just was sharing about the power of coming alongside, I think, one of the most beautiful messages of this film is that, you know, I don't think any of us accomplishes these things or sticks to it on our own. Mm. You know, I think, you know, the fact was, is that Martin, you know, knew that there was a role as a runner to go and run alongside these women. And so it's not about necessarily giving a hand up or, you know, treating people as though a charity case or anything like that. It's about saying, you know, each of us can do something we can run alongside others and we can help out. And, you know, I think, you know, sometimes that's all we need. We just need someone to run alongside us. Right. And I think Martin exemplifies that so well. He certainly he he helped train me how to run. He's been a mentor for me. But I think, you know, I've it's one of the big things I've taken out of this film as well is that the number of times that 
someone just sent us a little encouraging note on social media or someone, you know, reached out by email and, you know, whichever, and just said, Hey, I love what you're doing. Keep on going. That's running alongside in its own way. Right. And so I think, I think that sometimes we underestimate the ability we have to come together and to help one another. And, you know, we've seen, you know, one of the most, the coolest things that's come out of this whole secret marathon film is that you know it it ended up you know inspiring a run and a walk where people are doing exactly that through the secret 3k they're actually coming together and running and walking together for equality and so i think you know and i'd love to share more about that but i think there's this this overarching idea of that we're not trying to do this alone no one's going to succeed if we try to do it by ourselves we have to come and run alongside one another well, it's a beautiful. Well, it's a beautiful message of, of of about relationship and about the power of 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 others. We know ourselves in relation to others. The power of community. You know what what can happen. I love the 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 title card. I guess you call it when you know twenty was it twenty fifteen. One woman was running in the race, and then mm. just show you know showing that this it it takes time. These this is about commitment. This is about passion, and I think it connects really well to Martin's comment about ten minute blocks. We all can step into this. Right. That's, I think, I think that's my takeaway from that sort of 10 minute block thing. Martin, don't you say at one point as well that you run with something or someone in particular, often in mind, almost as if it's a, a, a relational challenge to you? It, 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 does that come out in the film? Well, it, it, it's, there's elements of that in the film, but also just with what I'm doing, I'm very close to my granddaughter, Autumn. Mm-hmm. And over the years, um, She's well, she's 16 now, but over the years we've run together and I ran with her when she was younger on one of the marathons, 250 marathons, when she was, I think, four or five. And then over the years, she's been running and then we've we run with each other and we, you know, she tries to beat me, but she hasn't beaten me yet. But I think that's going to happen. I think. Uh, I think know, it's going to happen too. I think yeah. it's going to happen pretty soon. But I think that's that's you know, and you're exactly right. This is personal. I mean, these. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I think it's a big story. It's a wonderful story, but of you know Afghanistan and of of the women and girls, but it also is very personal to me from a family point of view, and being a mentor. As I say, I'm 65. I'm a I'm a grandfather. I've got you know two grandboys and Autumn, the, you know my granddaughter. And that's really the that's really the heart of it. I mean, I want to tell them stories. And you mentioned the three books, you know, David. Those books, quite frankly, are for you know, are for my grandkids. Mm, <laughs> you know, if I nice. sell any others, that's, that's great. But but that's who they're for, so they can read stories and ask questions. And 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 you know, for me, quite frankly, that's enough. I mean, that's just fantastic. Kate, how many times did you want to just go? Okay, yeah, we this isn't going to work. We're, 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 I'm 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 out, Martin. Uh, the call you had the phone in your hand. Yeah, Martin, I'm done. This is gonna. We've got an eight minute film here, tops. That's all we got. You know, I, it, 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 so many just, times, David. I bet. I bet. Full transparency. Yeah, there. You know, there have been so many challenges with this film. I mean, as Martin said, just getting over there was challenging. Yeah. Filming over there was challenging. You know, we we really wanted to work uh, with the Afghan community. And so it was important to be respectful of, you know, of cultural course. norms and all of those sorts of things, you know. And, you know, so that, that was a challenge, just picking a crew that was willing to go over to Afghanistan, you know, and, you know, and to put themselves at risk, you know, and also had the abilities to be culturally respectful, right, was a challenge. 
But I think some of the the big challenges as well came, you know, in the story itself. So, you know, we set out to go over there and we had hoped that we would have the chance uh, to inter- uh, to interview and to meet in person Zanab, who is the first woman to run the marathon in Afghanistan. And, you know, as often happens in Afghanistan, sometimes it's not safe for people to travel. Sometimes it's just, it does not, it's not good timing for someone to come and participate in something. And so she wasn't able to participate the year that we were over there. So, you know, as a filmmaker, you go over thinking, you know, you've done all this research, you've found this perfect person who's going to be able to help sh- share the story. And and then we lost our main character, right? And mm, then we yeah, started interviewing other women and you know we found some other women that were also incredibly amazing um and but unfortunately you know as we started working on the film one of them also let us know that she due to her work supporting gender equality in afghanistan she was receiving increased threats uh, for herself and her family and so she said she needed to be removed from the film because she was concerned that it might uh, you know, continue to to further that issue, and so so we of course said, of course we're we'll take we'll take you out of the film, right? But as you can imagine, by that point, you know, we had this beautiful story, and we were it created it just left holes in the film sure. everywhere, yeah. and so but you know as as often happens, I think when you're faced with a challenge, it gave us an opportunity to come up with a creative response, which was that you know, we used that opportunity to create an animated portion of the film. And so we we took all of these women who had told us stories, but for security reasons, weren't able to share their story on film. And we put it together into this one, you know, sort of every woman character that's an right. animated character so that we could still share those stories, that we could still honor the stories that had been shared with us, but do it in a way that was safe for those women. And so I'm so... I'm so proud of what was achieved. And, you know, both uh, Scott Townend, my co-director, and Kendall Lazan, our, our animator, did an incredible job of weaving together that story and, and helping to share it in a way that would allow us to, to help share what is the reality for so many Afghan women. Martin, you know, there's so many places we can go with this. Thanks thanks for that, Kate. Martin, you talked about at one point in the film, you know, uh, re- reacting, I think, to the the, the young woman who'd, who'd lost a friend to, a, I think it was a landmine. I'm not sure. It might have been some other explosive device, but let's go with landmine. And you said, you know, this is the world we live in and it just shouldn't happen. How, how, do, we get, how do we get to that world? And, and I mean, it's a crazy idealistic question but it's it's been it's been the the core of the work that i've done for almost 20 years working in international development you see these injustices the the gaps and and we could have a, a couple hour conversation just about that alone but but i'm wondering you know how do you keep the hope up i mean this is a story of hope and resilience and fighting back and and finishing crossing the finish line i mean it's just so beautiful all of those lines and those metaphors but yeah it's it's a big question but i'd love to hear your thoughts yeah, it's uh, such a difficult question, David. And in fact, particularly in the in the film, there was a section where uh, Kate and I spent some time in a cave, mm. in a cave with a family. Uh, it was a, a mother and five children, and the one of the youngest children, seven year old, had had been affected by one of the IEDs, the independent um, explosive device, and she had had she has brain damage and. And I left that cave. The little girl couldn't leave the cave because she was too frightened to go out into the sunlight. Right. And I was I was totally devastated. In fact, you know, I think about that every time I see the film, I think about it. 
I honestly feel almost, you know, guilty that I left that cave. Right, right. Didn't, yeah, and it was, it's, and, and honestly, it's just an awful feeling that this family, they've been in there 12 years and, and I'm walking away. The only thing I can offer in, in kind of recompense is, is I try and do some other stuff. You know, I try as best as I can with a, you know, 65-year-old man who just, who, who tries to make a little bit of a difference to other, other children and other people. On that same day, I mean, that day was incredible, visiting those caves. Just um, half an hour after seeing the family, we went, Kate and I went into a school where there were 20 school children, uh, elementary school kids, and a young teacher. And it was amazing what she was doing. And then after that visit, I went and Kate and I went and played soccer with a group of boys right. just down yeah. there. And, and all I can say Uni- is, universal, universal language, right? Exactly. And it's all about the little things. You know, we talk about mm. the big changes and we talk about, you know, global stuff. And But it all boils down to what we do as individuals, okay, on, on small elements. And whether it's playing soccer with kids or, you know, trying to, trying to help a runner. Um, I, I think one of the keys is that we all, all a lot of people are looking for is to be, is to be um, recognized. It's for somebody to speak to them as a one-on-one, not down at them, not at them, uh, but just have a conversation and build that relationship. And I think if we did more of that, then there would be a natural uh, shift, quite frankly, away from some of the, you know, the garbage that we're seeing around the world. And that's a one-on-one. That isn't a company or, or, a, or a committee, but it's one-on-one. And that's like the film. Individuals will see this film and they will take away from it, each of them, what, what, they, what they see. But each of them will do, hopefully do something for their own and for others. And that's all I'm looking for, David. Yeah, that's good. It's so great. Uh, Kate, would love to know how... I mean, you've talked a little bit about, and I'm sure there's lots of other stories and some, some that would probably bring tears to your eyes and, and some, uh, I would imagine deep seated laughter as well, but, but how, what's, what's the film really about for you now? Uh, it's, I mean, gender equality, we've got access issues. We've got, you know, somebody once said to me a good, a good definition of poverty is just a lack of opportunity, right? An inability to get to uh, a, a clean water source easily and, you know, things like that. All of this comes up in the film and education and, 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 and violence and peace and so on. I'd love to know, I mean, and you don't need to just wrap it up in, you know, one sentence, but I'd love to hear that, especially as you have this virtual gala coming up and this is about raising awareness and raising funds and so on. But but love to hear what you have to say about that. Well, David, you know, we interviewed so many different Afghan women and with each of them, I asked them what inspired them to mm, run. Right. It's good. And each of them in, you know, more or less the same words responded back saying, I want to feel free. Mm, which really comes out beautifully in the film yeah and so i think that to me you know it's something i think we often take for granted here in north america is is our freedom our freedom to run and for me as a woman you know i think there's an even another side to that which is that you know the marathon is a really unique event it winds through generally through the heart of a city Right. And in places where we have marathons, we're actually kind of making a bit of a democratic statement. We're saying mm. that, you know, if you 
if you can run here, you have the right to be out in public in this space. You have the right to move your body. You have the right to be free. You have the right, you know, to, yep. to do something together with others, you know, and to do something with others of the opposite gender as well. And I think that's, that's so fundamental. And yet I think we often forget that we have that right. And, you know, it was only 50 years ago that, you know, Catherine Switzer was the first woman to run the Boston Marathon. And at that time, she was actually pushed out of the race by one of the race directors and told that she was not allowed to compete. And so I think oftentimes, you know, we look at ourselves here in Canada, and we think, oh, yes, well, we're so much better. Our gender right. equality right. is so wonderful here. And yet, like, that was only, you know, my mom's generation. Right. A woman was told, you can't do that. In fact, you know, I had the chance to talk with Catherine Switzer, and she told wow. me, People told her that her uterus would fall out and she'd get hair on her chest because she was running a marathon. You know, like that's not so long ago. And so wow. I look at what's happening in Afghanistan and I'm just like, I'm floored. I'm amazed at how quick, you know, how quick things are changing. And the fact that, as you mentioned earlier, like the first year the Marathon of Afghanistan was held, there was one Afghan woman that participated, Zanab. The next year, the year that Martin and I participated, six Afghan women participated. And every year it's gone up to last year, there were 40 women that participated. Mm. You know, and I just think there is this amazing ripple effect. And I think that we, you know, we really need to ask ourselves, what does a gender equitable world look right. like? And for me, that's become even more personal. I just um, I just had a little baby girl myself. She's four months old. And... Wow, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. And, Martin, you know... by the way, she's going to beat you in a marathon on day three. <laughs> just just to know. be clear. <laughs> you know, I think I, I want her to know that I did everything I could yeah, to help build a more gender equitable world. And, and I think that part of that is creating spaces where people feel safe to go outside for a run or a walk. You know, one of the things that we took away from being in Afghanistan was that, you know, you actually can use athletics. You can use sport as a way to help create gender equality. And I think sometimes we just need to know that something is possible. We need to know that you, know, you can run and be safe in a space and if we can do that together then it creates a symbol of what's possible in the future martin we're, we sadly we're going to have to wrap, wrap up the conversation fairly fairly soon but i want i'd love to hear a little bit about both of your partners so leor i think kate and, and and there's a beautiful moment with 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 him in the film and and sue for you martin um did did sue did she just go roll her eyes when you mentioned Afghanistan moving this this whole crazy project forward uh, or did she just go yep go ahead it's all yours you know like w did she had she known you already well enough by this point to just go all right well he's gonna do it either way so off you go yeah Sue's always worried when I say Sue I've got an idea that's right uh, I bet yeah I bet she is yeah she's had she's heard that a few times and Sue takes a deep breath and then um we talk about it, and yes, it's it's a it's a bit of a journey. When I when I said that I wanted to go to Afghanistan, I, I think again it, there was a silence. I, I think Sue had given me the article to inspire me, but not sure. to have me travel to Afghanistan. Having said that, uh, you know, Sue and I uh, we've been we've been married for fifteen years, and I have to give uh, you know Sue credit. I started running at uh, forty seven. Sue started at fifty two and did her first marathon at fifty eight. 
And so, mm. you know, full credit, she's, she's a person that sticks to it and has, and has pushed through and, and, you know, um, we kind of deal with it together. Going to right. Afghanistan was very stressful. Uh, for me, I, I kind of have a little different view of the world. I'm not reckless, but I, you know, I do try and mitigate the risk. But as you can appreciate, uh, that there was a lot of late night conversations about me going there. But Sue stuck by me. Yeah, she stuck by me all the way. And uh, I'm sure if I come up with another Sue, I have an idea. Um, it, there's going to be a conversation about it. It's a great moment. I don't, I, Kate. I just because I've been down this road and traveled a fair bit too. I think you're you're putting on your backpack, and I don't know if you were going out to train or you you were heading out the door. Let's say maybe to the airport. Yeah, I think there you had a band aid on your left shoulder, and I went, oh yeah, that that's probably oh I don't know what is it cholera or you know, vaccination <laughs> of some kind, or maybe not, maybe not, maybe it was just something no, else. But you called it some sort of immunization. Yeah, I can't yeah. Yeah. Like for, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great, right? Talk about mitigating risks because you just, I remember the first time I, I went overseas, really went overseas. I, as a kid, I was fortunate enough and had the opportunity to travel to the UK, but went to Singapore to visit Elizabeth, my wife in 2000 and, and, and just boggled my mind. Like, what do you mean I'm in Tokyo airport? Like, <laughs> I didn't even know this part of the world existed except on a map, you know? So it's talk about shifting perceptions and it's been one of the greatest things that's, that's really really, truly ever happened to me. Um, Martin, I love how you say you, you know, you do it together. And I, Kate, I got that sense with, with, with Lear. I loved, it was such a beautiful, uh, I guess it was a Skype call or maybe it was a pre-recorded message that yeah. he sent you the, the, you know, you're living the life you wanted and, 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 and I think, and, and something about trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you got, you got to be a different person as a result of this experience. Can, can you, as we wrap up, could you talk a tiny bit about that? Absolutely. I mean, first off, I am just beyond blessed to have a partner that is in every sense of the word, truly a partner, you know, Lior, you know, has similarly to Sue has been, you know, involved in many a crazy project with me and supported me along the way. And, you know, I think it's often hardest on the people that are left behind and, mm you know, in that they're the ones that are left waiting to hear if we got there safe and sound. And and so I think, you know, behind every filmmaker, behind every storyteller, behind every explorer, there is a family and there are friends that, you know, are also facing huge challenges, right? And so I want to really acknowledge all of those people because I think they've played such a huge role. And I think, you know, for me, this has been so much more than just creating a film. It's been about trying to help, you know, inspire a movement for equality. And, you know, I think that we we need to do this together, right? I don't think that this mm. is something that can be achieved by just, you know, one film or through one event alone. I think it's it's an ongoing effort. But what I'm really proud of is all of the people that have seen the film and even those who haven't yet seen the film that have gotten involved and made chosen to make a difference. Right. And so, you know, in 2017, I had this idea of saying, well, could we be able to, uh, you know, host an event where we encourage people on International Women's Day to run and walk for equality. Right. And and use some of that to help support the marathon of Afghanistan, to use it to support local initiatives for gender equality, you know, and it, 
it was amazing to see that, you know, that idea started to resonate with people. And in fact, you know, I chatted with this idea uh, with John Stanton, the founder of Running Room, and he loved the idea so much that he said, let's, let's host this, uh, this event in 10 cities, you know, all the way across Canada, all on the same day. And I was like, blown away. I'm like, well, John, if you'll help us out, sure, let's do it. And, you know, and we did it and people showed up, you know, people showed up all the way across Canada. This year, we're in our fourth year of the Secrets Week K and people have come out to run and walk three kilometers with us. And, you know, now we've had people in every single province across Canada and in 23 countries around the world. And so this idea is catching on. And so I think hmm. that's where we're really truly going to see change is that people in their own communities are saying, we believe in a world where everyone is free to be able to go for a run or a walk and that no one should have to feel afraid to do that in their own community. And I think that's where we're going to see true change. And, and that's what I hope keeps going. And, and I'm so excited for people to, to be able to finally see the film because yeah, it's really exciting. It's gotta be. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so many emotions, I would think uh, you, you, so you've been to a few festivals, tell us as we wrap up and, and honestly, I wish we could, maybe we're going to have to do a part two down the road, but, but, <laughs> but, but uh, tell us what's next. So we've got a virtual screening uh, coming up very soon. Secret Marathon, by the way, the website is secret marathon. Is it dot org? Dot com. The dot secret com. marathon dot com. Don't forget the the in front. Yeah, thesecretmarathon.com for more information about about the team and the film and about Martin's books, I think, and about the, and Martin, you've got your own site as well. Uh, why don't we give a shout out for that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, martinparnell.com, uh, you know, come on over and uh, you can share the journey. So, so yeah, Kate, just just as we close, what uh, the obviously it's a it, it, right out of the gate, it's kind of. We've got the virtual screening over a couple day period. It's about raising funds, but like you say, it's a, it's about it's way bigger than that. Absolutely. So we're really excited. We've actually partnered with Demand Films and with Airmeet to create a really interactive experience for audiences. And so we're hosting this virtual gala January 29th to 31st. And there's six different screenings, so you can like pick whichever time works best for you. Um, and you know, yeah, tickets obviously are on thesecretmarathon.com. But, you know, we're so pumped because it's going to be a chance for people to come together in a virtual environment. They can, you know, network with others through this platform, mm. meet some, some new people, some old friends, right? Then we're doing, we have some special guests that are joining us. We get, have a full screen of the film and then a Q&A with myself and Martin afterwards. So, you know, it's all live. This isn't pre-recorded. Yeah, it's so cool. Engaged. Yeah, it's going to be very neat. So doing that January 29th to 31st and then. We're also inviting people to come join us for this year's Secrets Reiki on March the 3rd. And so I think, you know, there's so many ways to get involved here. And I just can't wait to see everyone out at the gala. I think it'll be really awesome. It's amazing. And after the gala is over, will people still, if they can't make it there, are they still going to be able to access the film at the site and so on online? Are you talking about other other types of distribution down the road? Absolutely. Well, if you know you or any of the listeners has a best friend at Netflix, uh, we always like to know. <laughs> but we'd love the film to be seen more widely. Um, but we're also hosting community screenings. So for people that you know maybe this date doesn't work for them, but they want to host something in their own community and share this story, you know we have ways to be able to do that. And so absolutely, just reach out to us on thesecretmarathon.com, and you know we'll get back to you because we want, we truly want everyone to see this 
one of the things that um, we've been doing over the years is building up a little bit of a fund so that we can actually bring this film into schools. And so March and I are both really passionate about this making a difference for the next generation. So we've developed so a, bit of a school fund. So yeah, I think so many ways in which people can be able to see this in the future. It's so great that the story is going to live sort of beyond that, that festival experience and going to live online, live in schools. And if I can just riff off, off of Catherine's quote, uh, but if you're losing faith, what is it? If you're losing faith in humanity, go out and watch a marathon. How about go out and watch the secret marathon? How about we, uh, <laughs> yeah, a little I love update. It. <laughs> yeah. Mart, Martin, you working on another book? Yeah, there's one coming out in April. <laughs> wow, there yeah, you go. But but you won't be surprised by the title. It's called The Ageless Athlete. Age is just a number. There uh, you go. In nice. a nutshell, yeah, I'm challenging uh, some of the, my, my best running times from 15 years ago when I was 42. I challenged them at the age of 62. And it's a story of what happened. Look, Looking forward to it. I mean, it's probably not going to be your final book either, is my guess. Or your, or your final marathon. How many, how many are you hoping to run this year? Well, I'm I'm still trying to figure out my my plan. I did, uh, gosh, last year I did four, uh, which included Boston and New York and uh, London. Right, okay. Yeah, but uh, no, I haven't really got a plan for this year, so I've got to kind of uh, figure something out. Well, COVID's kind of thrown everything uh, sideways, to say the least, hasn't it? It, it really has. Um, listen to you both. Thank you so much for joining me today. What a pleasure having you on face to face. If you, if, hey, and if anyone's out there listening, uh, make sure you you check out uh, the the site, thesecretmarathon.com. Please leave us a review on iTunes at face to face, or like us on YouTube. And you guys, I'm sure, have a whole social media platform as well. Um, uh, check check the Secret Marathon website out for that as well. Um, Martin, Kate, thank you so much for your time today. It's it's been a real pleasure having you both on the show. Great. Thank you, David. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com.
the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.